So as always, thank you for joining me. Enjoy the podcast. Kick back and relax. The force is strong and is with us always. And never forget. We have hope. Rebellions are built on hope. of this moment the force is strong make ten men feel like a hundred I'll take the next chance and the next you're rebels aren't you Jesse, a.k.a. The Bizzle. Oh, The Bizzle. Thank you. <laughs> the Bizzle? Thank you, The Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. All right, ladies and gentlemen of The Bizzle cast, welcome to another great Star Wars podcast with my good buddy, Abdil. Um, we've tried to have him on before. I've had some technical issues. I've had some release issues. So we're finally getting this one out the door. And he did come over recently to watch Rogue One with me. And we had an absolute blast. We're going to talk about it. He's seen Solo. We're going to talk about the new movies. We're going to talk about the old movies. We're going to talk about toys. We're going to talk about nostalgia, all sorts of stuff. So before we get into it, Abdil... Uh, welcome again and i had an absolute blast watching rogue one with you the other night hell yeah i had a great time um so uh, abdil is a collector uh, uh he's you know uh, as all great star wars fans are i should probably do more collector of toys comic books old school books legends newer stuff whatever blah 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 um he's you know he is sort of uh mixed thoughts about the new movies which i totally understand um is one thing we're going to get into but abdil i think it's fair to say of the new movies for the hardcore fans to me it seems like most agree that rogue one if it's not the best, then it's the most loyal to the original movies. How do you feel about that? Uh, Rogue One was actually on point with um, everything. Mm-hmm. The storyline blends in with um, New Hope, and it blends in with Empire Strikes Back and uh, Return of the Jedi. Every, every, pretty much everything flows perfectly together. Mm-hmm. And what I always find interesting, man, is whether I'm watching with Rogue One with someone who loves it or just kind of likes it, whether you come in with like various nitpicks or issues or problems, once you start watching the movie, it's hard not to just get sort of sucked up and taken in by what's going on. Um, is, it, is, is it a movie that you, you rewatch a lot, would you say? Um, yeah, actually, like I, this is like the third time I watched um, Rogue One, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, it's pretty good. The only thing I, uh, yeah. I have like questions with yeah. are the death troopers and let me see and the other stormtroopers so the ones in a tropical storm uh, oh that, yeah that, yeah those guys those oh, i forgot those names of those guys but they're really cool but i haven't seen them in episode uh so, let me see six and I mean, let me see four, five and six i haven't seen them right i think they'd stop i think they stopped training for those guys or yeah. i don't know what happened to them so i think I mean, I do want to get to a lot of other questions, man. I, I think the implication is it's the same reason we don't hear about Jin and Cassian and so forth going forward is that Krennic and all his death troopers just die on the planet. Um, mm-hmm. It would have seemed likely that Darth Vader would have death troopers, although maybe Vader wouldn't want other black uh, dressed troopers. I don't know. Uh, it's, that's pretty good. That's true. Pretty true. I mean, April Palpatine would love to have another one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Emperor Palpatine or like the other, uh, uh, 
can you call it those senates or what are not the senates but like uh the officers yeah yeah the, the um yeah i know like, what you mean yep you know exactly like those officers those high rank officers would have probably had a, a death trooper you know mm-hmm. or they will probably have like a tie strikers made i don't know why they didn't have them in uh, return of jedi mm-hmm. or or empire strike back because it makes sense i mean if you if you look back in um battle of hoth i mean tie striker would fit in perfectly in that scenario right low you know? low level altitude yeah atmospheric exactly yep, yep. mm-hmm Exactly, because their their rebels had like uh, land speeders mm-hmm. in that battle. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, what's so interesting though, man, is you look at uh, Rogue One, which takes place you know minutes before the original trilogy. You have all of these new exactly. ships, like the Ewing and the Tie Striker. In terms of the movies, we look at the mm-hmm. new trilogy, and it's mostly the same ships in the new trilogy. I know you're a big ship guy. I don't want to spend the whole podcast talking about ships, but I think it is important to mention how creative they got with ships, both old and new, in Rogue One that we haven't quite seen in the new saga movies. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Do you think um, part of it is because the saga movies are meant to uh, um, uh, appeal to a wider audience and they're like, well, the wi- wider audience knows what TIE Fighters and X-Wings are, so we'll just kind of stick with them? Mm, I believe me. It's like a it's like a 50-50. Maybe it was like it's easier for them or mm-hmm. maybe the production. It, it, it all goes all over play so I, i'm 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 not sure you know but some people are so used to tie fighters and t-65s you know or y-wings so the strikers are the ones i can't fully explain i can explain the u-wing because i think the u-wings were a limited production for the undercover part of the rebellion like the cassian andor um you know what right. i mean like spy part um because they do seem to have some stealth properties also though gareth edwards who directed rogue one didn't use a wings he didn't use b wings he stuck with y wings and x wings but we also yeah. got to see those two ships do things we haven't seen in, in any of the other movies w- with the shield gate and stuff exactly mm-hmm. and then the the corvettes the rams are like very mm-hmm. interesting and there, there wasn't really in any other uh trilogies at all that the uh, hammerhead corvettes, yep. Yeah, the hammerhead corvettes, yep. yeah. But most of the rebel fleet was frigates, normal corvettes, Moncal cruisers, and so forth, which made a lot of sense. Right. So, um, uh, so l- let me let me just ask you really quickly. I actually want to ask you about Solo, um, which is, um, do you think? Uh, let me put it this way: Do you feel like? Rogue One feels more like the original trilogy or more like one of the newer movies that happens to be set in the original trilogy, if that makes sense. It fits in with the original trilogy because how it blends in perfectly with everything. Mm-hmm. I would say it, it's, I've, I literally feel like it's an original. Hmm. Um, but then when you look at episode three, it's like, oh crap. Um, it, I feel like it's a, a gap in episode three because it doesn't i mean it explains like okay dark vader rise on power but then there's a gap like okay what happens after vader what happens after he rise what what does he do it comes here in comic books you hear him like going to planets and planets and hunting hunting down jedis Mm -hmm. but after episode three it stops there and then it goes to rogue one so it doesn't like get into the story with vader or what happens after that Hmm. you know 
and just one last quick anecdote, guys, about us watching Rogue One. I want to jump to Solo. Is <clears throat> I, I I respect your Star Wars knowledge so hard that I was I knew you like Rogue One a lot. I, I I wasn't sure when we actually watched it together whether there were going to be like big parts where you were like complaining about. Not that it would be bad if you did, but like you'd be like, oh, this is bullshit or that, blah 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 blah. And we did pause a few parts except for my stupid PlayStation, which kept stopping the movie, and we kept having to figure out where we were. Um, <clears throat> but for the most part, like I felt like you were you were really in it, and it, it, it almost like I don't know. You can pick apart certain things, but I feel like the Rogue One is like one of the uh, of uh, the, basically of the newer movies is the one that if you just love the original trilogy yes you can find certain nitpicks but it feels like it flows into the original so much and then dude but i wanted to get to and then we'll get to solo is when the space battle happens at the end and the rebel fleet jumps in you and i were just like oh shit <laughs> like yeah we were yeah. so pumped we were like pointing out ships and like you know what i mean like that's space i mean i, I never want to say anything's better than the return of the jedi space battle but that space battle at the end of rogue one is spectacular yeah it does it is it's, it's spectacular yeah it's just it's it is fun. great it's fun because I watch that right. movie so much. It's usually on my own. So I love to watch it with someone else, especially who knows what they're talking about on this stuff and just go nuts when Radis jumps in with right. all the ships and they keep jumping in and they keep jumping in. It's just awesome. All right, man. Well, okay. Speaking of nostalgia, let's just get right to it. Solo, a Star Wars right, story. Um, most people I know who've seen it have really liked it, but it's doing terribly at the box office. Um, and they're definitely taking a huge financial hit from it. And it's a shame because people like us who want to see like movies like the Boba Fett movie or the Obi-Wan movie, it's putting that a little bit in jeopardy. But before we get to that, we've never actually talked about it. What was your straight up reaction? I don't know if you saw it more than once. What was your straight up reaction to Han Solo, a Star Wars story? Uh, Han Solo's story, I mean, it was great. I mean, it explains the whole series, uh, his whole life story of how he be- became this, this character, how he had his last name, and, like, explained the pretty much, like, the Millennium Falcon, like, why does it look like this, or how he became friends with Lando, and how did, uh, everything, his relationship with his friend, uh, Chewbacca and everything else, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put Explains you on the, everything. I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit. Um, what were two or three specific moments or characters or scenes or extended scenes that really, as as an old school hardcore Star Wars fan, jumped out at you? Um, they don't even have to be your favorites, but just like the scenes or characters and stuff that jumped out at you in, in the solo movie that you really liked, connected to, or just kind of made an impression on you. Um, the point when the, the ending where, um, Darth Maul just parked in and I was like, how the hell? Like, I thought, you know, Star Wars Rebels, um, uh, explained everything. You know, I thought they explained everything from him and fighting with Obi-Wan and then dying and that was it. Like it's supposed to be done with yeah. with Darth Maul. You mean like in they, terms of the Star Wars treatment of Maul, not the timeline? Because obviously, at this point, he'd still be alive, right? I think that's what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Yes, and everything else. I thought, like, literally, that's they're done with Darth Maul. They're not explaining anything else. Whether they're not bringing anything else, but that just blew my mind completely. So wait, dude. Before you go on your other couple moments, because I want to hear them. Why don't we? 
for our final section, just as a tease, guys, mm-hmm. why don't we talk about what it means? Because they didn't reintroduce Darth Maul by accident. They weren't just doing that to tease us. They clearly have some idea that we're going to see more about this underworld that he's involved with in the Clone Wars and Rebels and so forth. So why don't we tease, we'll tease that as, as our sort of hypothetical discussion at the end for now. So yeah, what are one or two other moments or characters that really stuck out for you in Solo? Um, the scums. Because um, I remember... Uh, um, Star Wars Rebel, those um, I think those alien creature with the with the round tubey head with the gl- uh, eyes that look like freaking uh, mm-hmm. look like a snake. Yeah, those scums. Um, they actually talked about them and wrote. Um, let me see, not wrote one. Um, Solo Star Wars Rebels. Oh, Star Rebel. Wars Rebels. Yeah. They yeah when they, when um pretty much Dark Maul was going from every scum out there and and literally threaten them like if you don't join me i'll kill you and whatever so mm. that was interesting hmm. you know hmm. how it blends in with dark maul with uh, job of the hut and these other scum lords i think they're gonna try to do is bring um mandalore as well in this one i think they're gonna actually bring the planet mandalore into it yeah, I mean, let's be honest, dude. They spent a ton of time talking about Sabine and her family in Mandalore and Rebels. And we spent time on Mandalore okay. with the Duchess Satine in Clone Wars, plus the armor suit of uh, Boba Fett. It seems, again, I, I kind of want to say... Egg. Yeah, it's easier. But I do. I actually do want to talk about this at the end because I, I, you know, me and my contributors have a theory that the Siege of Mandalore they're actually going to make a movie or a TV show out of. Um, so well, I, I kind of want to get back to the, the the Mandalore stuff. So let's table that till the end because I do want to talk about that with you because I love that stuff too. Um, what about characters? What are one or two completely new characters in the movie that you actually that you both liked and thought made sense in the movie? So you've got, you know, you've got, you've got, um, you've got Voss, you know, you've got Paul Bettany's character, you've got Kira, you've got L3, you've got Woody Harrelson's crew, you know, Beckett and Val and, and those characters. Uh, he obviously oh, yeah. got Emphis Nest, you know, who he th- is a marauder, but it turns out to be part of the re- early part of the rebellion with the Emphis Nest marauders, like any of those. Um, what was that guy who was, um, teaching uh Han Solo how to do a quick draw who's that guy yeah so it's, it's Woody Harrelson as as Beckett yeah okay Beckett okay mm-hmm. when Beckett talked about killing that um famous bounty hunter Laura Sank Laura Sank her that was interesting how he literally kicked her off a cliff and killed her yeah, and she she, she like first appears very quickly in episode one, and then we see her in the Clone Wars, and she's definitely in the comics. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she's also in uh, Star Wars Rebels. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, interesting how they talked about her death, like right off the bat. I was like, wow, that's that's how she really died, like getting kicked off a cli- uh, off a bridge or whatever, or her cliff. Wow, that's interesting. It also sets up uh, Beckett's, you know, credibility, though, right? As someone who could take yeah. out someone like Aura saying. Um, although what I liked about it was they implied that it was sort of a cheap shot by him. It wasn't like he bought beat her in hand-to-hand combat necessarily. No. Yeah. No, I think he just cheated, and that's yeah. just yeah. sucked. It I really mean, sucked, because she, she, yeah. she's a strong character, and she was also trained by a Jedi, too. So she and, can yeah, and a couple of years before, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, uh, during the prequel era, 
or a sing and um uh fucking um cad bane worked for darth maul yeah something i didn't really realize until this movie man and then went back and have read the comics was how much maul was involved in the underworld even before he was killed and came back to life Mm -hmm. which is great because i know you're a scum and villainy guy so you must love that stuff oh yeah man Mm -hmm. love that what did you make of Han's girl? Um, I mean, obviously, Amelia Clark, who played uh, Kira, who, who plays Khaleesi on Game of Thrones, who's great. She went through an, a crazy transformation in between the times that they saw each other in the movie. Um, and Han kept thinking they were going to get back together, and she knew that it was never going to happen. And, of course, the big reveal wasn't just Maul, but the big reveal was that she killed Paul Bettany's character, Voss to be Maul's number two. Um how did that all work for you i mean did that did that seem to fit i mean it was it's surprising because i really didn't know about that character Mm -hmm. i mean i i haven't gotten too deep um into that until like i saw the movie i was like whoa hold on who is she (laughs) yeah it was interesting it was very interesting i mean i haven't heard from her in uh, star wars rebels rebel so i'm i was just like shocked and amazed that this is Han Solo's partner, mm-hmm. well, ex-partner. So I, I don't know my my feelings to it. It's like I'm still shocked. I don't don't know know what to say about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was cool because uh, I'm I want to steer away again from from Maul because I want this to be our final talk. Um, is you know how Han. You know, he says, I'm going to be the best pilot of the galaxy. Do you think you're going to see him in the Imperial Academy? And he's immediately already kicked out and on the front lines and like fighting and stuff. Um, yeah, because what do you expect? What do you yeah. expect from Han Solo? Like yeah, exactly. that smart mouth of his always gets him in trouble. I thought it was really cool that in sort of the early middle stage of the Empire that we saw, there were a lot of people being forced to fight for the Empire who weren't stormtroopers, who were just regular people that were sort of pressed into service. You're right, just like Nazi Germany. Yeah. <laughs> okay, man, so let me ask you a couple questions about the movie. You ready? You're right. Did you buy Aaron, Alden Ehrenreich, not as Harrison Ford, or even Harrison Ford's Han Solo, but did you buy Alden Ehrenreich as an early version of Han Solo? Because I did, and it seems like most people did, but if, if you didn't, like that's cool too. I think he fits in perfectly with yeah. Han Solo. Like... He looks just like the young Han Solo. Well, well, Harrison Ford, he can't beat Harrison Ford, but he blends in like when, you know, Harrison Ford, uh, earlier age and you look at him, eh, there's like a, like 95% of accuracy, yeah. accuracy of those two looking alike. So and we wouldn't, I have no problem. We wouldn't have wanted just a straight up impression of Harrison Ford too, is the thing. We, you know, yeah. better to have a right. good actor. Um, but here's the problem. Let me ask you this as my final Han Solo question. We'll move on <clears throat> here. I'm going to tell you what I thought you were going to have the biggest problem with this movie. You ready? Right. Okay. I thought your biggest problem would be the Harrison for, I'm sorry, <laughs> the Han Solo we see in this movie is actually a really good guy who, although he's involved with the scum and villainy, isn't actually a scumbag himself. And at the end, he offers to help the rebels like almost immediately. Some people might have wanted him to be more of a scumbag, uh, you know, until Empire Strikes Back when he turns to the good guys or whatever. But I actually liked this particular portrayal of Han Solo. Did this work for you in terms of sort of the, his- the history of Han Solo's, you know, biography or whatever? 
Um, I thought that Han Solo would be like, yeah, I'll give it to you for just as much credit. You know what I mean? Like, he's always about the money. He's a hustler. He's a smuggler. And for him to just like, okay, well, I'll give it to you for free. I'm like, what? No. No, you, you definitely need some money for something. But I think, because where's that part when they gave him this little gas crystal yeah. for payment I mm-hmm. think that was like, okay that was fine mm-hmm. that was fine because i thought they got money but no i guess those gas crystals enough to get him a, a ship mm-hmm. so that made sense that that i could be like okay that made a, a bunch of sense right there but he didn't have to help the rebels he could have just yeah, turned them in to. to uh um i keep wanting to say quinlan voss not quinlan voss to uh dryden voss at the end for straight money. And yes, they gave him a crystal, which is worth a lot of money. And yes, he said, I'm not ready to join the rebellion, but you know what I mean? He could have been a much worse person than we ended up seeing. I liked the portrayal. I'm just curious how that landed with you. The portrayal. I mean, it it, it worked perfectly because he wanted his, his partner free from this fucking guy, you know? Yep. So the only way he could do it is betraying him and, and trying to save her. Now, so his whole mission was to get her back, and mm-hmm. he, he didn't. He didn't. He's not going to get her back at all. You know. My question is, like, um, what what's going to happen with this character? Where it's going to take off? I also think we can agree that Ron Howard, the director, perfectly. Mm-hmm solved the does Han Solo shoot first thing. At the yes, end the he movie. did. Yes, yeah. he did. He solved it pretty well. Uh-huh. But as I've said, you can be a good guy and still shoot first. It, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Of course, because the thing is, if he didn't shot first, he would have been shot. He was shot, and he felt bad about it. When Beckett was dying, Woody Harrelson's character, he still felt bad, but he had to shoot him. Yeah, and then um, Beckett had some more things that he wanted to tell him, yep. some more secrets. I mean, he just shot him. Mm-hmm. My thing was I would just shot him in his freaking arm and then put a gun right in his head and tell me, spill the beans before I blast your head off, you know? I think he just realized that Beckett was going to keep coming after him and keep trying to kill him no matter what. He had to put him out of his misery. Right. My thing is I would just like pretend I'm going to like spare his life and then just blast him right there. I'm like, oh, thanks for spilling the beans. Now you're dead. Hmm. <laughs> you know, what did you. OK, so one more question about the movie uh, in terms of in the movie. And then I have one more question about sort of what happened with the movie in terms of the, th- the box office. But in terms of in the movie, I thought the c- entire Kessel Run, like second half of the movie was amazing. I'd be interested in your thoughts about how they portrayed the Kessel Run. Yeah, I think they did absolutely like when Hassel was talking about it. He was like, "Yeah, I did this and uh, I did the castle run this much many parsets." I was like, "Okay, let me see how he did it." And I was like, "Oh, interesting, very interesting. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. Very risk taking." And then I seen how the escape pod, and that's why the million falcon looks the way it is. I was like, "Ah." Can I ask I you a, a deep question about Lando Calrissian? Oh, he's funny. I think he's great. Okay. I think we're going to be on the same page. I think, but let me, I, think yeah. I think he outdid Billy Dean. Literally, I think he did a, better than Billy Dean. Which well, I yeah. can't say Billy Dean. Billy Dean is great, but this guy, man, God, wow. What a, what a talker. So, <laughs> guys, Abdil is a person of color. 
Um, I am not a person of color. I spent a lot of time living among people of color, both in this country, especially in, in Africa and New York and Philadelphia. I don't want to speak for anyone. So you could speak more to this. Abdul, my impression is there's a split among the black community about whether Billy D. Williams is a stereotypical character or not. I never saw him that way, and I still don't see Lando that way, but there is somewhat of a split. Mm, I don't know. I've never seen him like that. Yeah, I know. Like, we agree on this issue, so, yeah. <laughs> I, I never... Well, well, they're trying to say, like, oh, he, they had to put a token black guy in there, something like that. Yeah, he's only smarter than Han Solo, more successful than Han Solo, a better smuggler Han Solo. You know what I mean? Like, he's actually better at everything than Han does. Well, it's 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 freaking Orlando for freak's sakes, man. The guy is a smooth talker. He's, he's pretty much... He's kind of like a pimp, you know? Like He also goes... Kid. Well, by the way... In Empire Strikes Back, he also goes from you hate him in the middle of the movie for selling them out. By the end, he's helping them in Return of the Jedi. He's a general in the Alliance, so you know. Yeah, like like he just moves up the ranks so fast. I th- I feel like like he's a he's a smooth talker, man. He yep. knows how to get him his way around things and and just excel. Like the guy is amazing. Yeah, he's talented, and you just know how to get around. He's just a hustler. He's Straight up hustling, man. I've talked about this too with um, my my cousin, who's a big fan of like uh, the Rocky movies and Creed and stuff. But Mm. if you look at the late seventies, early eighties, Billy D. Williams as um, as Lando, and then you look at Apollo Creed, are two of the biggest um, black stars at that time who were not stereotypical characters who America kind of embraced at that time. I think. Yeah, because America always put like black guys as thugs, robbers, drug dealers, blah blah blah. They made now this one like what they did with Lando. They made him like a successful person. They made him as a as a pretty much all you know all wealthy person, mm-hmm. pretty much. So how the way he dressed, how the way he talks, and how educated, he, he just, yep, mm-hmm. educated, and how he just runs a business. It's, it's, yeah. It's amazing. And, and that's what's also great about... I don't want to get too far afield, but that's what's also great about Apollo Creed in the initial Rocky movies was that Rocky was the one who was uneducated and, you know, kind of, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> you know, simplistic. Apollo was an extremely smart, funny, witty, educated, successful, um, you know what I mean? Like, really went against the grain at that time. Um, and, and that's sort of how I feel about, about Lando. I feel like everybody loves Lando, uh, um, honestly. and. And, of course. And, and so, how did you think uh, Donald Glover, uh, who, who's you know killing it in every single industry in America right now, deservedly? How do you think Donald Glover took on this role? How did he do in it? I think he did great. I think he plays the role of Lando in real life perfectly well because look how he first started off. He started off as a comedian. Some of his material wasn't that really funny, hmm. and uh, ever since he did the whole. TV role, they just gave him roles after roles as a funny, witty person. And ever since that, it, look, look how he, look how his career just boomed up, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's also his, um, you know, as a rapper as well as as a musician or as an artist, like as well. He's been achieving a lot, you know. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, here comes the big question about the real world, which is. <clears throat> 
as much as everyone loves Han and Chewie, and everyone who's seen the movie, I think, loves the Han and Chewie relationship in the movie, and Donald Glover, who's such a rising star in our country, as you pointed out, in all media, and Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones, and who's famous from movies. I mean, all of these characters who are famous and popular for um, real people in real life, plus the characters themselves, you'd think this would be a no-brainer, and yet this movie did extremely poorly at the box office. Do you have any just reasons why or thoughts of why this movie did so particularly poorly as, as a star Wars movie in the box office? You know why? Because there's, um, angry fat nerds are staying in their mom's basement, (laughs) got nowhere else to go, getting their fat, greasy food and bitching about everything. Like, shut the fuck up. Seriously. You fat, lazy, Disgusting nerd. You can curse by the fuck way. Fuck you. Yeah. No, f- no, fuck them. Yeah. Fuck them. They're they're just there's angry, they're sexes, they're they're racist, fat, mm-hmm. racist, nerdy dickheads. That's why I feel about them. So this was actually a great question to ask you because you've been to a bunch of conventions and I've been to almost none. But I got to tell you, Abdul, <clears throat> for all of the haters online who go after. Um, you know, who go after people of color, who go after Kelly Marie Tran from Last Jedi, who go after Daisy Ridley, who go after Kathleen Kennedy, basically go after anyone who's not Luke Skywalker and Han Solo or like a white dude, basically, in, in the Star Wars universe. I've never actually met these people in real life. You know, like I know people who don't love Star Wars in real life and that's fine, but like true Star Wars haters I've only met online and so I don't understand it. Go ahead. You know how they look like? They, they're ugly. They're ugly. And they're, like, like I said, they're ugly and they're fat. And they have, they, they have no relationship with women. They, can't, they don't even know how to talk to people. They don't even go on dates. They're just like one of these antisocial people who sit on a computer and, and say racial things and sexist things about certain actors and certain people because they're just, they, they have nothing else to do and just hmm. bitch about like Star Wars. Hmm and and other actors of it because that's all they do that's all they but do. here's they why i'm confused they're... but here's why i'm confused abdil because of yeah. the four new star wars movies right you've got ray as the lead in two and you've got Jin as the lead in one this is the first time we've had a true male lead in a star wars movie and yet this one did the worst by a long shot that's why it makes even and it's a character even old white fat ugly horrible men claim to like han solo it makes even less sense to me oh because they're used they want to keep it all original cast they don't want no stop watching the movies you guys out there you assholes just don't don't watch the movies we don't need you like go fuck off they're they're the, they're like a typical fat lazy nerd that just don't like change. White, you can say it. White, it. they're white. They're almost all white, fat, lazy. They're fat white. Nerds. They're, they're 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 white, yep. greasy, freckled, pimpled, disgusting. Well, I got freckles, but hey. <laughs> well, no, you're fine. But I'm kidding. Like, I know, like, I'm totally freckled. joking. I'm totally. They have like what's it called those yeah. nasty little red bumps all over. Yeah, their face, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like they don't shower. Yeah, they don't take care of themselves. Yeah. Yeah, like disgusting, mm-hmm. and then they're like. They like literally they want to stick to the old original trilogy and they don't want to do and look they don't want changes they don't want they don't want to see women in charge they don't want to see people in color in charge like they're, they're like, pretty much they're like the typical people that like they want to see the the first black actor die in a freaking plane crash or die in a ship oh look, look, there's a black guy he died. oh he's dead actually you know poe was supposed <laughs> I mean, to die initially at the beginning of force awakens um 
True. And then they're like, wait a minute, this guy's an Oscar nominated actor. We should, who's also a Latino. We should probably keep him around. Um, yeah. But let's be honest. Let's be honest. Other than Harrison Ford, The Force Awakened was made great by Ray and Finn, right? It was specifically right. Daisy Ridley and John Boyega. And as a Star Wars fan, if you can't appreciate... Dude, you can shoot this down if you want. But for me, if you can't appreciate John Boyega and Daisy Ridley as awesome new Star Wars characters, then I feel bad for you. All right. I, I like them. It's just the storyline was a little like... But the man, characters are they, great. Yeah, I agree with you. But the, the characters, characters are great. awesome. It's just yeah. The storyline was horrible. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't like how Disney So why? This. Why do you think, by the way, can we go this this direction? So even though the two saga movies, episode seven and eight have made more money, it's because they've had original cast and because they've had lightsabers and force powers and it continues the Skywalker story and blah, 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 blah. Why do you think the the new movies like with Ray and Kylo and Finn and Poe and so forth have done so relatively well? Now, I mean, Rogue One at a billion dollars did very, very well. Obviously, Han Solo did not do so well. But there does seem to be a split between people like you and me who love to see these old school stories that may or may not even have Jedi in them. Um, that are a little dirtier and grimer and have characters like Jyn Erso Jyn- and Cassian and old Han and, you know, Beckett and all these characters and the characters who just want more like Skywalker stuff, I guess, even if they're not written as well, right? Because they're the typical, like I said, they're the typical people that don't like change. They want to see Jedis. They want to see Sith. They want to, no, change it up. We'll see, let's see scum. Let's see some, like some rebels. Let's see some like cowboy shooting stuff. Like seriously, enough with the Jedi and Sith stuff. Get get over it. Get over it. Let's see some shooting action cowboy western shit. Like let's some let's see some like World War Two kind of shit. Come on, mm-hmm. enough with this whole like lightsaber sword dancing crap. I I'm really getting tired of it. Like mm-hmm. I love the solo because it was like oh there's no Jedi's perfect. It, it it doesn't like bore me. It was like oh great another Jedi great another sith every video game i played is the same shit oh there's a jedi oh yep. there's a sith yep oh let's come on let's shoot each other come on let's blow some tanks like, <laughs> like come on let's yeah. see some freaking ships yeah come on yeah enough Uh, what's funny is you and i agree on this point the only difference is you're a scum and villainy guy i'm a rebel guy but we both agree that we don't just want jedis and lightsabers we can you know what i mean there's so much more to the universe Rebels and scum are the same. Mm-hmm. You, we, like if rebels, that's true. Especially scum. when you watch Rogue One, they're basically scum. Yeah, yeah, they're all scum, and they got hired from mm-hmm. freaking rebels. Like they literally stole the T sixty five and they use it for themselves. Or pretty much, they're mm-hmm. they're they're rebels, but they're just decided to be scum because they didn't like the politics. They're just anarchists. So let me ask you ways. this. Let me ask you this, buddy. So the Force Awakens come out. And let's be honest, whether you like the prequels or not, The Force Awakens was the first big Star Wars movie in a long time that got great reviews from critics, and it was like a big event. Everyone had to see it, probably multiple times, made you know $2 billion. And then a year later, mm-hmm. right after the Trump election, Rogue One came out. And by the way, people were already protesting Rogue One at that point, even though Trump hadn't fully become Trump. He had just gotten elected or whatever. But it still made a billion, got great reviews by critics and fans, even though it had a very, very, very anti-fascistic fascistic message to it. 
But then a year yeah. later, The Last Jedi came out, and that was what ultimately caused all the problems and split the fan base. Do you have any explanations about The Last Jedi and splitting the fan base, or do you think that this was always coming with sort of the cultural split, and that was just sort of the last straw? The only thing I have to say about Last Jedi was the storyline. It was going all over the place. It but you know what I mean, because I, I agree with you. I, I'm, I'm talking about as a cultural phenomenon, like... Let's put it this way. There wasn't anything more quote-unquote liberal and progressive in Jedi that we didn't see in Rogue One. So why was Last Jedi the one that set people off finally? I don't know. I think it was because it was a lot of lead roles of like women, lead role of being there and like more like people of color, minorities in there. And then they're like, oh, well, I want to see more like people like me, white. Like you see so much racism in the... and in the community there's there there is there there's shouldn't be i don't understand i don't understand that 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 racism in our star wars community but there is some of them and there there are a bunch of dicks you know and i don't don't understand they're like attacking was that asian character kelly marie tran kelly marie really i mean her storyline wasn't like wasn't great but that's not her fault though that's not her fault it was not her fault it's not her fault it's disney is Disney that real the writers in Disney? Well, but it's up. also so not her I fault that it was it. received way more poorly than it actually was. Like I didn't love her storyline either, but the way it was received was insanely irrational. Yeah, it was just weird. No relationship with um, Finn and her, and then Ray in the middle. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? I know. God forbid we have women and people of color running around the Star Wars universe. Oh, God forbid. <laughs> oh yeah, Jesus Christ. Uh, and so I, wanna, I do want to say, man, you know, I know we, we both have our various problems with Disney, but I do right. approve Disney telling these people to fuck off and they're not going to change anything. I mean, yeah. Disney my, has been very other, specific about we're not going to stop having people of color and women. Yeah, my thing was, I think this is a whole situation, too, is like they don't like the whole interracial dating oh, between God. Ray and then the. And the Asian girl, like they didn't like the whole interracial thing as well. I think that bothered them as well. The relationship between Ray and Finn. So you think it was just kind of getting bottled up and then just exploded finally? Yeah, like what the hell is this? It's like interracial and these people of color and blah 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 blah. Like yeah, like yeah, get over it. Uh, oh man! All right, dude. Well. Okay, so here's how here's my proposal is. I want to talk about a few just sort of Star Wars in culture podcasts, talk about conventions and collectibles and stuff. I want to talk about some of the properties we know are being announced, including the new Ryan Johnson trilogy, including the Game of Thrones guys doing a new trilogy, John Favreau doing a TV show uh, for adults that's going to be based after Return of the Jedi. Well, let's just go right there. So, uh, of of all the announcements of so you've got Ryan Johnson doing a new trilogy starting in a couple of years, you've got the Game of Thrones guys doing a new trilogy that people think is going to be like the Old Republic, but we don't know. And then we've got John Favreau, and they've admitted that it's going to happen a couple of years after Return of the Jedi as a live action TV show. We also know there's going to be an anime style cartoon on uh, by Dave Filoni that takes place uh, before Episode Seven. There's probably going to be another animated show that's more adult that they haven't announced yet. Um, and we also there's spec 
speculation, obviously, of an Obi-Wan movie, which I think is the most likely of the solo movies, a Boba Fett movie, which I think is still in play. They might just put it back a little bit. I know you love Boba Fett, so I'm not going to let you talk about Boba Fett for the moment. So No, I'm not going to talk about so it. So of all the other properties that you've heard are either confirmed or seem to be coming, what are one or two that you're particularly excited about, assuming they happen? Um, Besides Boba Fett, I mean, uh, get into Dark Maul and then the whole stiff. Um, syndicate going on save, and, save darth uh, maul we're doing that last buddy save darth maul okay yeah um obi-wan will be interesting but it's like what what is there about obi-wan like okay i'll give the baby to um freaking his uncles and shit what else is there in his life i don't know if there's anything interesting i have theories about, about this involving ahsoka and maul so i'm going to push this <laughs> as well towards the end well, yes, I really do wish Ahsoka, they got into Ahsoka more. Mm. I don't know if she's still alive or Kanan or Ezra. I don't know what the hell's going well, on. Let me put it this way. Rather than talk about specific people behind the projects, what are just specific aspects, time periods, cultures, and so forth in the Star Wars universe that we either know about or were in Legends or we think happened in the past, present, or future? Um, other than just saying scum and villainy and Boba Fett or whatever, like, you know what I mean? Like what other aspects of the universe would you like them to explore in your perfect world? Um, well, we can't talk about Mandalore, uh, Mandalore. Uh, jeez. Oh, we're going to talk about it. I'm just trying to get some more out of you before then. Uh, I don't know. There's any other planets. Well, remember we talked about that, um, uh, that Imperial, um, uh, what's his name? The guard, the blue guy with the red eyes. Yes. 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 Like they need to get on him because he's been known around the universe. He's been like, like rank general, like rank a or rank S or something. He's like top notch and they never got like into him. I know he's out there. I know he's in with the Imperials. They don't talk about him, but he's there. And uh, I think I wish they could just uh, bring him mm-hmm. in the st- in the movie because he's well known, mm-hmm. you know. All right, so I have a couple of questions about the animated series, and then we'll end on Maul, Ahsoka, Obi Wan, Mandalore, etc. Um, but really quickly before then, you are someone who does go to a ton of conventions and get-togethers and so forth. Um, my understanding, Abdul, is for all these horribly, f- you know, terrible, fat, hateful pieces of shit that we were talking about, my understanding is at a lot of the bigger conventions, at least, th- there seems to be a, um, how do I put this? There seems to be sort of a self-policing um, thing, like you basically have one shot to not be an asshole and then you're gone. Like if you're an asshole at star Wars celebration next year, like you're out, like that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you've gone to a bunch of the smaller ones. I'd be interested to hear what your experience has been over the last year or two or three with uh, some of the smaller conventions in regards to star Wars. Um, the small convention was pretty cool. I mean, uh, there's, um, kids are involved and they love it. Um, they love that they're embracing women in there. And the uh, like, there's more um, women who are into Star Wars now that are happy with it, and they like the whole change of it. Instead of being like a whole all male and and whatever, it's now it's like all women of color, all people of color. And so now there's like um, people of color jumping in and mm. dressing up. And do you and feel welcome? Do you feel welcome at oh, these yeah. conventions? Cool. 
oh yeah it's great i mean there's some like like i said some of these fat or skinny fucking asshole nerds are like oh they don't like it i feel like if you were at star wars celebration and someone said something racial to you like everyone in the room would throw that person out collectively oh yeah of course of course right off the bat it'll kick him off because he's being a dickhead yep you know like and, I think Star, Star Wars, Wars is, despite all of the assholes, the real Star Wars fans tend to be incredibly accepting and open-minded, and that's what makes these assholes even worse. Oh yeah, of course, of course, mm-hmm. hmm. oh of course, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, cool, man. So okay, so a couple questions about the animated series, and we're going to close on the the big speculation about Maul, etc. So, um, Clone Wars, Rebels. So they just announced they're doing a Clone Wars twentieth, uh, not twenty. Uh, 10th anniversary panel wait hold on my math is Mm -hmm. terrible yeah 10th anniversary panel at san diego comic-con which i don't think is a coincidence considering we just saw maul and solo and so forth um Mm -hmm. in rebels i think even people who had mixed response to rebels liked how it how it ended because the second half of season four of rebels was great i thought um so i'll just throw it out to you clone wars rebels both what are your feelings about the animated series at, at this point Oh, I haven't gotten into it deeply with um, the anime series, so I've been cut off from it. But I think I think it's great. I mean, I like it. I just uh, I'm looking forward to see if uh, more into Ahsoka and uh, and Kian and Ezra and Sabine, definitely Sabine. I oh, Kanan! Kanan's awesome. Yeah, Kanan. Yeah, Kanan. I want to get more about, mm-hmm. get to know him more and. And see where it goes. Like, what happened to these guys? And I are the I know the ghost ship is in Rogue One, and I know they call Hera and there's Chopper. Yeah, I would like to see more and and get into more of um, of them. Like, see where they went and Ezra and his him with the Sith, um, embracing the Sith. Like, see what happens to him and you know all this all these questions. I want to want to know what's going on. So have you seen the series have you seen all of the series um not to the ending uh it took i i left off when ahsoka was fighting vader and then vader comes off all damage and ahsoka like mm-hmm. not there and then have you seen clone i wars? got to the point i seen clone wars until the point they canceled the show because uh, dude clone wars is all on netflix oh okay yeah. i got the regular cartoon not to 3d one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Old, no no i'm talking about the, yeah. the full 3d you know eight six seasons or whatever is on oh yeah i saw it i saw all through until they canceled it yeah so um but you know soka obviously rebels is great i prefer rebels because it's more character based clone wars is much more epic it's more like a war story like rogue one it's a lot of fighting between clones and droids and jedis and stuff um yeah and, and it, they get into depth with the the separatists yeah. and everything yeah, but Rebels is more like Firefly, or it's like a lot of heist-based episodes, which which I love. You know, more character-based stuff, and and the, and the Ghost Crew. You you mentioned almost all of them are amazing, but I will say, man, Clone Wars did two or three really important things, um, which is, and this will lead into our final topic with Maul, which is whatever you think about the prequels, 
the Clone Wars took the characters of Anakin and Padme and made them more complex, more relatable, more everyday, um, you know, n- not constantly fighting against evil every second, just like normal people. Anakin is much more likable. No, it's no slight against Hayden Christensen, but just the Anakin of Clone Wars is more noble. He's more likable. Uh, he's more down to earth. Padme has more agency. She's not a damsel in distress. But the big thing to come out of Clone Wars was Ahsoka. And yeah. here's the thing, man. This will lead into our final topic about Maul is this is what I don't understand about Star Wars fans who don't have patience is when they initially introduced Ahsoka, people fucking hated her. They hated Ahsoka. They were like this annoying little biatch. Like, what is she doing telling Anakin what to do and blah, 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 blah. But by after two seasons, everyone loved Ahsoka. And now she's like one of the most, you know, favorite character, like one of the favorite characters of people in everything. Right. And if it wasn't Good. for Ahsoka and the, sorry, I'll let you go. If it wasn't for Ahsoka in the Clone Wars, Disney would never have bought Lucasfilm. Like that's what kept the torch burning during all those years. Go ahead. Exactly. And if it wasn't for Ahsoka uh, being in there with um, Annie, uh, Annie would just like literally become a, a Sith Lord right then and there. If it wasn't for Ahsoka, Ahsoka would have kept Annie from going from completely mm-hmm. dark side. And, you know? and her being run out unfairly by the council for a crime she didn't commit and actually informs him turning against the council more in episode three. So, like, if, mm-hmm. if you now watch episode two and then the Clone Wars episode three, his, his distrust and anger against the Jedi Council makes even more sense because his Padawan, who he loved, got blamed unfairly for a crime, a murder that she didn't commit and left the Jedi Order voluntarily because of it. And that in- informs his, his anger even more. Exactly. And then there was, like, something with the Jedi Council. All the, pri- all the prisoners and the Separatists and all those, all those war... They didn't talk about like where they put them and what prison they took, them. Mm-hmm. and they um, they talked more about it in the comic books, and I believe they talked more about where all those prisoners at, or they did it in the Star Wars Rebels. I'm not sure, but I know they um, they got more details of it. Well, if <laughs> here's the thing: if you haven't seen season five. Uh, the last full season of Clone Wars. You haven't seen all of Rebels. This will be a little hard to talk about, but do you know the general story about what happened to Ahsoka in between when she was his Padawan and, and when we see her in Rebels? Do you know that general? Um, isn't that the same on um, general from Rogue One and episode so, uh basically what four? happens is at the end of season five, Ahsoka gets blamed for a murder she didn't commit. This is of Clone Wars. And while she's ultimately acquitted of it, she's so um turned off by the Jedi Order being assholes and not trusting her after everything she's done. I mean, she's like a general almost, you know, she's hoping to save them over and over again. For them not to trust her and blame her for this, she decides to leave the Jedi. Jedi Order voluntarily. Um, now, of course, she still maintains her skills and her lightsabers. She just doesn't stay with them. And she obviously ends up coming into Rebels and being a huge, huge part of it. And we know she makes it through Return of the Jedi. And my, my big theory has always been she, we, we might see her in Episode 9 um, as like a mentor to Rey or something. Like, her, her species can live a pretty long time and blah, 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 blah. But anyways, so, okay, so, man. So, let me set up the Siege of Mandalore and we'll get your opinion on it. We'll talk about it and then we'll wrap up so do you know what the siege of mandalore is oh man um when uh what's it satim or is her name no this doesn't happen in the cartoons this never happened this happens between the cartoons 
We, we, we know oh. about this from the Ahsoka book and because Dave Filoni, who's the head of the animated division, has specifically talked about it. So it's lore, but it's not in the cartoons. Oh, All right. Well, I'm going to drop it to you real quick, and then you can give me your feedback. So basically what happens is, so think about like right before Order 66 in uh, Revenge of the Sith, right? Right. So at this point, Darth Maul is back. I mean, Darth Maul comes back in season three or four of the Clone Wars. Not really clear how he comes back, and he's kind of crazy, and he definitely comes back mm-hmm. with a vengeance, wanting to kill both Jedi and Sith. He doesn't really like anybody um, mm-hmm. uh, with his own uh, his own agenda. But he does take over Mandalore. He kills the Duchess Satine, uh, who runs Mandalore, who's Obi-Wan's lover. Right. I mean, Obi-Wan had a lover, and uh, the Duchess Satine, I'm Mandalore. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so. I know. Right, it was for the, for the listeners, I'm saying. And so, he kills, he murders the Duchess Satine. He beats Obi-Wan enough that Obi-Wan has to retreat. He takes over Mandalore. And then they decide to mount a final offensive against Mandalore because of how important and planet it is. Um, but this is before they know Order 66 is going to happen, and Ahsoka shows up, and she has no particular mandate. She's not a Jedi officially, even though she's super powerful, and they put right. her in charge. And by the way, the clones are mo- even more loyal to Ahsoka. If you, and this is in the TV show. If you watch the TV show, guys, the clones are even more loyal to Ahsoka than they are to Anakin, because they think she's of such course. a great leader. And they put her in charge of the offensive uh, uh, in Mandalore. And this is right when Obi-Wan and um, uh, uh, Anakin head back to the very beginning of episode three, where they're trying to quote unquote rescue uh, Palpatine, you know? So right. they're heading back. They put the entire clone army again in charge of this young girl. And she beats with that, with the clone help. She beats and traps Maul like one-on-one, like one-to-one, like beats fucking Maul, does Ahsoka, puts him in a trap, um, gets him out of the way. But then order 66 happens. And even though she's not technically a Jedi, they're still coming after her because she's, you know, of Jedi level powers. And then if you read her book and then all the other uh, literature and then you read the, you know, the, and you see the, the um, in rebels and so forth, she ends up working for the early, the rebellion under Bail Organa when it's just getting started after episode three ends up working as fulcrum uh, for the good guys uh, leading into rebels and so forth. But she fucking kicks Darth Maul's ass, this, this little Jedi girl. Um, and so it, it's an unbelievably, uh, let me just put this one to you. This is an unbelievably um, promising uh, uh, scene. Like, let's put it this way. We could get a movie on Mandalore where you have Maul, Ahsoka, Obi-Wan, and Anakin all in a new property but involving characters we love, even though some of them would have to be recast. Um, that, that, mm-hmm. that would be unbelievable. That would fit right before Order 66 and would lead into, into future Ahsoka stories in the future. So I don't know if I did a very good job of explaining it, but it's a pretty cool idea. Right. So yeah, you explained yeah. it pretty well. Yeah, so I you guess what I'm saying is, so I guess what I'm saying is, <clears throat> I feel like whatever criticism you have of Anakin Skywalker as portrayed initially, a movie or a series of TV shows involving Ahsoka Maul, uh, uh, Anakin, and Obi-Wan could be really cool, right? As opposed to just doing solos with all of them? Right. I think, yeah, you're right. Because um, 
Or what would you like to see? What would you like to see? Because there's no way they, I mean, with, with all the money they lost in Han Solo, it's hard to know where anything's going now. But let's assume they stick with their original plans. W- why would they introduce, reintroduce Maul at this particular moment? I'm open to anything. Because uh, he explains, like, the whole syndicate of the scum, like how he united the whole scum whole scum and villainy guys together because hmm. when when he wasn't around the scum was like doing whatever you know like when he came in he organized it and became a syndicate and they all worked together mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense so to bring moth mall into it makes a lot of sense about the scum i just i think from, it's, no go ahead go ahead and it also brings in the Night Watch. Yep. You know. Mm-hmm. Night Sisters. And are, and, yep. Death and Yeah, because everybody. Yep. Exactly, because a lot of people want to know what the hell is Night Watch. Yep. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I just, I hope Disney, and when I say Disney, I'm not talking about the head of Disney. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm not talking about the head of Lucasfilm, Kathleen Kennedy, or even the head of Disney, Bob Iger. I'm talking about the shareholders, the rich people behind all this. I hope they don't learn the wrong lesson from Solo. I hope they look at it and say uh, there was a variation of uh, uh, there's a a variety of factors that made this movie really good but not do well in the box office and instead say oh we're going to stop making all of these standalone movies or movies between three and four I I guess what I'm saying man is I really don't want to see an end of movies between three and four all right same here um, and, uh, I do honestly believe that Ahsoka was one of the main things that kept people, especially young people and young women that got people into Star Wars or kept people with Star Wars before Revenge of the Sith when it seemed like that was the last movie ever. Right. And, the and the new movies, mm-hmm. do you think they could pull her off? Uh, uh, practically, I don't think it would be a problem. Some people do. I don't think it'd be a problem. I don't think it'll be a problem. It's got to pick the right actors. Yeah, well, you know, you know who who looks like Ahsoka, who wants to play the role, and who's the fan choice. Who? You really don't know? I don't know. I really don't know. Rosario Dawson. Uh, they look just like each other, and Rosario's done Marvel stuff. She's in the Disney world. She wants to play it. See an older Ahsoka played by Rosario Dawson. They look so similar to each other. Um, that that would be amazing, um, and I, I would love to see that. That makes sense. All right, buddy. Well, thank you so much for being on, and um, I guess I will end with one final question, which is the only the only major Star Wars property we know of in terms of its date is Episode Nine. Mm, right. So right. what is one thing you would like to see in Episode 9? It could be realistic. It could be like totally out of left field. Like, What is one thing you would love to see from Episode 9? Better writing. <laughs> so why do you better think, writing? So what? Better writing. I have to ask this: that why do you think Rogue One and, and Solo were written so much better than the other movies? Because they had somebody who had um, George Lucas' blessing. Yeah. Pretty much, this guy literally kept it to the original, and he did a great job. And please, for the love of God, stop making Poe. Try try not to make Poe funny. Poe is is funny the way he is. Please stop focusing on him and try to make him funny, or try to do like this prank call crap. It's it's, it's stupid. K K two did a great job and he was sarcastic and he was funny because he kept it original. 
K three exactly yeah. sarcastic and she's funny. I think I think K two SO more laughs by himself than all of the Last Jedi. Of course. So you seen that guy who was like after like K two fucking hits the guy in the freaking mm-hmm. freaking mouth <laughs> and he like puts his hand underneath. He's like laughing his ass off. Rich, freaking rich. Yeah, he tries to hide it. He caught it. He tries to hide it. It's Here's so the funny. thing, dude. I I agree with you 90%. I like my cocky X-Wing pilots. The problem with Poe isn't making him funny. The problem is Poe is they're making him funny in the wrong times, and they're making him just act like a child at other times. Exactly. Just just keep him the way he is. Try making him like a freaking kid. Make him as an arrogant, you know, cocky pilot. Like, that's it. Yep. Keep it as that and do better writing for fuck's sakes. God. Well, damn, that's why dude. I always point to Joss Whedon, man. You know, I don't know if you're a Firefly like, Serenity guy, but yeah. And stop and stop making freaking Finn a, a, a typical dumb black guy. Seriously. Stop it. I don't think he was in Force Awakens. I think he was not well written in, in Last Jedi, but yeah. I, I, no. Yeah. And they made him, they made him as a freaking goddamn janitor. Really? Wow. Thank you. What a bunch of assholes. Yeah. Yeah, again, I think the biggest problem with the new saga movies is they're playing fast and loose with the rules of Star Wars, whereas movies like Rogue One and Han Solo are sticking to the original rules. You're right. Right? Right. Like, for me, forget the humor, Finn with a lightsaber against a stormtrooper with a riot baton, that lightsaber should rip straight through the riot baton and cut that stormtrooper in half. Otherwise, why is it a a fucking lightsaber? You know, like... Oh, shit. You're right. You're right. Because just like the the Royal Guards, they didn't have a lightsaber. They they were trained... It was the same. Um, it was like the black saber. Yeah, you know, it could penet- It could. They both could penetrate each other. That's fine. I guess what they're trying to do with the stormtrooper is like same weapon as the royal guards. That could, they won't uh, penet- uh, penetrate the saber. That won't damage. It won't get damaged. That's what they're trying to do. I guess. Yeah, and for all the problems I have with the prequels, you watch like how the lightsabers are used or whatever. It, like it makes sense with the. You know. Like, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. So. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, thank you so much for being on. We'll finally get this one out. Um, and so, and any final thoughts about Star Wars in the future? Looking forward to a- anything like that? Like I said, better writing for the love of God, please. <laughs> better writing. All right, dude. Well, have a good. You're on a bit of a uh, trip right now. A little bit of a uh, mm-hmm. a jaunt. So I, I wish you luck with that. Um, if there's any uh, social media or so forth that you want to share with the the business listeners, now would be the time. Um, I don't know. I don't have nothing else to say. Okay. All right, bud. Well, uh, yeah. Oh, oh, hold on. Toys R Us is closing. So Friday will be the last day. So get all your stuff now before it's gone yeah that's all word word up buddy well it was great to watch rogue one with you i look forward to watching some more star wars in the future we didn't even talk about the original trilogy or the prequels i guess we'll save that for the next one um but uh have, have a good trip and um yeah dude we'll be checking back in with you later all right thank you all right. Thanks to Abdil. Thank you, Bizzlecast listeners. Um, we'll be coming at you with some more Star Wars as always soon. But for now, the Bizzlecast is out. <laughs>